0: You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I will be here to be your host for today. Sunday, we are uh, talking about this series about Stay Salty. And the whole idea here is Jesus says over and over and over again, be salt. But if salt loses its saltiness, what good is it? And then he gives these different applications. You can't even throw it on the dung heap, meaning it wouldn't even be good for fertilizer. Uh, It's no good at all just to be thrown out of the ground and be trampled on. And then he adds this little phrase this week, Really good for nothing. And he says, Look, have peace among yourselves. Have salt among yourselves. And so I took you to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I said, Jesus is really calling us to be living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, to live our lives. So again, a sacrifice in the Old Testament, when it Was an animal sacrifice. You take this animal and you would slaughter the animal and you would literally drain out the blood and then you would put the animal on the altar. And um, Paul is saying, look, instead of dying, be alive and be a sacrifice. So lay your own body down, live for God. And that's such an encouraging challenge. I once read a long time ago, and I can't remember which of the famous pastors of the previous generation said it. I think it was Charles Swindoll, but I didn't write it down, but I think it was Charles Swindoll said, The problem with a living sacrifice is it keeps climbing off the altar. What a great analogy for us. It is so true because the temptation, the constant temptation is to take back up my life and to do what I want with it. So let's just ask this question for our podcast today. What exactly does Paul mean when he says to be a living sacrifice? What would that actually look like? How would I live my life differently? Well, if you were to read all of Romans 12, you would see Paul flesh that out a little bit. Romans 13 goes in a little bit more for you. But the whole idea is he spends the rest of Romans 12 telling you what does it mean to be a living sacrifice, to have peace among yourselves, to have salt among you. What does that look like? Well, I'm going to read just a few of his verses and talk about them a little bit. As God has challenged and encouraged me, maybe he'll do the same for you. So Romans chapter 12, verse 9, Paul says this, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. All right, so we are told uh, in America today to um, love everybody, free love, right? This began through the 60s, the revolution of the 60s, but free love, love everybody. And so, consequently, we define love in America today as accepting everybody as they are and um, being approving of the way everybody lives their life. And Christians often find themselves in struggle with that and in tension with that because we don't exactly know what to do with it. Well, I think Paul actually just kind of spells it out in very big, big, big picture stuff here, but he does a really good job. Love must be sincere. In other words, you can't fake love somebody. You cannot look at, and James actually brings this up in the book of James, you can't look at somebody and say, be warm and well-fed and then do nothing to feed them or provide warmth for them. The whole point is your actions must back up your words. So you can't just say you love somebody. You actually have to live like you love somebody, and that's what it means to be salt. But when Paul says, hate what is evil and cling to what is good, part of what he's saying is, You can actually love somebody, but hate a certain thing that they do. You can love your uncle who's an alcoholic and hate what his alcoholism does. Now, there's been a phrase that's been around for a long time hate the sin, love the sinner. And I'll just tell you right now, don't use that phrase, it's not helpful. It is the root of what Paul's getting to. It is the truth of what Paul's getting to. But that phrase has been used and abused by Christians to judge people struggling with sin in one fashion or another. And so my encouragement to you is to live as though you love people, even if you hate evil in their lives. But that brings up a great question. If I love a person, but hate evil in their life, and by the way, I should hate the own evil in my own life first, right? Jesus is clear on that. Take the the log, the tree out of your own eye before you take the speck out of your brothers. But regardless, I want to stay focused on Romans 12. How do I do that? What does that look like? Well, he goes on. He says in verse 10, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Well, those two little pieces of wisdom, you think about it. So in order to truly love somebody, to truly love them, diligently love them, means to be devoted to them in love. That means not quitting. It means not giving up. It means not walking away because it's hard or it's messy or there aren't easy answers. You think today how much people are craving love. You know, uh, I just recently was listening to a podcast on... um, this whole idea in the adoption foster care world, I've studied a lot about it, but the necessity of a bond, of a strong bond. And um, so the, the this interviewer asked this professional um, guy, he said, well, you know, what biblical passages do you find that back this up? And he said, look, I don't have a verse that says exactly what I'm telling you, but I do have this. There's this word in the Old Testament called chesed. Chesed has to do with the faithful love of the Lord. The idea that God is never going to walk out on us. God stands ready at all moments, at all times to walk with us, to love us, to forgive us, to receive us, to help us. This is why James says, if you need wisdom, ask for it. our gracious God will not find fault. He will just give you the wisdom that you need because God is not a finger pointing God. And God is asking us to be that way. And yes, it's hard because it probably means you're going to have to be a living sacrifice. It probably means at times you're going to get hurt. You might even get abused at times. Now, you take this to an unhealthy extreme, and that means you would never confront evil. You see this all the time in abusive marriages where one spouse just gets abused and abused and controlled and controlled and manipulated and manipulated, and they never stand up to it because they feel like this is what God has called them to do. And the answer to that is no. You need to go to a pastor, a church leader, a friend, uh, something. Somebody can intervene for you and say, I love you, but this is evil. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And that's why he says, honor one another above yourselves has to do with a position of humility. I had a friend who, um, his addiction to pornography led him to commit adultery which led him to practically losing his family but what he said to me was Matt I didn't realize how much my wife loved me so when he confessed the whole thing he thought his wife would leave him and he'd have this great excuse to stay with the other woman and uh, what he found instead was he confessed it to his wife and his wife loved him and it broke him and it took a long time for God to get his heart and we were sitting around talking about stuff and I made some sort of offhand judgmental flippant statement about a particular sin struggle in our world today and I'll be very vague about it and he looked at me and he said you know Matt he said I probably I used to feel the way you felt until I just came to realize the depth of my own depravity, the depth of my own sin that, you know, I was probably only a couple of bad choices away from that being something that I could have struggled with as well. And what he did in that moment was he humbled me without even trying to humble me. And the reason that he did is because he was honest. He was vulnerable. And he was saying to me, Matt, without saying it, Matt... You know, you're puffed up on what you think you are and that you are so much better than others, but you are only a few bad decisions from being sucked into something you could never envision in your life. So honor one another above yourselves. Think of others as better than yourselves. Verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual further, fervor serving the Lord. So even on your worst days, your most tired days, being a living sacrifice means finding the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord to push forward and to be there for others. Do not lose your spiritual fervor. And I'm going to end with just well, one more, but I'm, I want to close with this, this thought here for a second before I read the last verse that we close. So this is important because when I was a youth pastor, I would see these teenagers come to faith in Jesus Christ, so sold out, excited about their faith. Can you, can you relate? You remember that for you? What's powerful about that is when you were first coming to Jesus, you're like, you believe you can literally go storm the gates of hell. You literally believe you can do anything. God's going to be with you. The faith is going to take care of you. And then over time, you get jaded. You get hardened. You see God take longer to answer prayers than you had ever hoped that he would or whatever it is, and you stop believing. Do not lose your spiritual fervor, but give to God your absolute best at all times because the world is looking for salty people, and this is what the world needs. But then I'm going to close with this. And he says this here. Ready? This is uh, all the way down to verse 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You could read all of Romans 12. I recommend you read all of Romans 12 because Paul is literally giving a laundry list. Almost every single verse is a piece of wisdom about what it means to be a living sacrifice. But the reason I wanted to close with this one today, verse 18, is because I think this is what our world needs more of in and as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You can't control what other people think or do. You ha- you don't have that much power. But what you can control is you. You could control your desire to be angry. You could control your desire to forgive. You could control your desire to love. You could pursue people in love forgiveness and joy and peace and mercy. You can actually do that through the strength of the Lord. So in and as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And the way that I tell my church, the way I tell Kingsway to do this is build a bridge, build a bridge that other people can walk across. They may not be ready today. They may stay on the other side of the bridge and they may be angry. They may even throw rocks at you from their side of the bridge, but build a bridge. And whenever anybody's ready, they can walk across and you'll meet them there and you'll have a relationship. And I hope that something in here today, I know I said a lot because Paul says a lot, hope something in here is encouraging to you, challenging to you about what it means to be a living sacrifice. Stay salty, my friends.